Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, Champagne Sharks, how's it going? Go to ChampagneSharks.com to find all the links to support the show. But most importantly, is Patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. I also have a side project on the app Call-In, which is a call-in show, hence the name of the app. So you can just call in and talk about any of the topics that we talk, that we talk about and actually converse with us. So get the call-in app on Apple or Android and just search for Media Masochist on on the app that's the side project so check us out there and yeah that's pretty much it and we have vita star with us how's everything going vita anything you want to plug talk about what's up y'all i'm just trying not to use too many big words i don't want to i don't wanna be condescending in a blabbity black yeah you know i slept in uh late today and i woke up and then uh i was getting tagged in this argument and you know I don't want to talk about this too long because i try to make a re- resolutions and not talk about twitter stuff too much <laughs> on, the, on the thing anymore but I want to go get in and out with this, but yes, uh, somebody was arguing with Vita on Twitter and then they called you and someone else a blabbity black. And what's weird to me is like, that's not even the correct use of like the term. Like we're not even connecting the industry or media doing all those things. Like, I don't know. People just be throwing out like pejoratives without even knowing what they mean. Like I'm not, I'm not a, averse to constructive criticism, but that one wasn't even properly. I mean, I mean, it's like, like people call me a pick me when yeah. nothing I said was pick me ish. <laughs> Or people call guys a simp just for being nice to a woman. Yeah, but at least those that are in the neighborhood of what the person is, you know, doing is just doesn't, you know, like for example, when some people call us like a hotel, um, I don't think we're hotel as they describe us, but at least it's in the neighborhood of, you know, what we're, you know, we're talking about like pro black stuff or criticizing. So it's like, okay, you're perverting something that's similar to what we're doing and twisting it to, but. I don't think we have any overlap with like, you know, the whole blavity thing. We're not in those circles writing about those topics. It's just a weird, like that was just a weird one. But yeah, I mean, I don't think pick me applies to you either, you know, but the, the blavity one was just, okay, you just heard a word and you like, and you like this word. Right. Like a word. Uh, it was just weird to me. Cause I'm like, what words do I use? Like, I think I'm always asking people what the fuck shit mean. Cause I don't think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what people be talking about half the time. And I have no problem saying it. The thing what is, like, what I like about having you on is that like you're smart, but you don't get steeped in all like the academic uh, stuff. So you kind of force our academic guests to keep it plain while still keeping it intelligent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's kind of funny that, you know, he would say he would say that. But, but you know, what happens is and, you know, and this is this isn't just social media. You'll just find this in general. When people get embarrassed because they don't know something or they don't understand something, they just go on the attack. He didn't understand what someone was saying about power and money. And, you know, the fact that <clears throat> basically he was pointing out that having wealth and having money 
does not always equate power. And he was pointing out, like, if you look at white people, white supremacy, even if they make less money than we do, they still have more power than we do. And he brought up a whole bunch of stuff. Now, in general, I think the conversation around power and money is a great conversation. I would love to see a really good debate on stuff like that. But the guy didn't even understand (laughs) the conversation. And he kept trying to oversimplify it in his head. And And so when he couldn't oversimplify it, he got upset. Because he didn't understand what the other guy was saying. And all I did was say, you know, what he said went over your head because he was trying to say like, oh, dude is just overly pontificating and using word salad. I was like, actually, it was pretty clear. You just didn't understand it. Well, he went on a ranch. (laughs) (laughs) But that happens. You know, people get embarrassed. And instead of saying, you know, you know, what, I don't fully understand what you're saying. I don't maybe maybe you're raising a good point, but I don't know what that means. They can't do that. They get embarrassed, so they have to double down on their belief. You'll find this a lot with people. When yeah. they get embarrassed about a that they have and they can't counter you, instead of just trying to understand your perspective more, they double down on the belief and then start attacking you personally. I mean, I'd be trying to avoid social media in general now because it's just getting worse. And uh, um, feedback, like, I feel like I used to um, get a lot more constructive criticism. But now, like, when I see this criticism, it's always like some uh i don't know you know so it's like especially when i get star on like other people's podcasts i feel even like more annoyed i can see the comments there like people who aren't used to how, how we get down and you know um yeah so oh you like when you're on another show and you see the comments of yeah. other listeners uh yeah yeah oh and, and, and they were like you know oh what's he, what's he talking about because i think people want people to just kind of be wrong and strong and just come in and you know i don't really like to do that i like to like think out loud and you know, work out things and, you know, like, like I find it more interesting to raise interesting questions in response to a question. They just act like I, I authoritatively know something. Like, if I don't know something, then I'll just be like, I don't know something, you know, but, you know, this is what I think of. I think a lot of people don't, don't like that. And I took Twitter off the phone and I started looking for, like, you know, uh, I was thinking of, like, going on Fiverr or something and, like, hiring, like, you know, some kind of social media manager, you know, that can just... uh be on there and you know take care of social media because i just feel like i need to isolate or insulate myself from just too many just just randos like like it used to be fun you keep your dms open you know podcast is new there's a lot of enthusiasm and you know you get all this feedback and it's some of it's good some of it's bad some of it's positive some of it's negative but it used to feel like in the neighborhood of constructive but now people are just miserable i don't know two years of pandemic and recession and you know um yeah i think people people yeah i think people also just have like their own agendas and so every every conversation they have to link to that agenda oh yeah that's another thing people do like crazy yeah yeah so if your issue is you know if the thing your 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 social media is centered on is fat phobia and and being you know uh, addressing anti-blackness against dark-skinned women you they, what happens is those same people will go on any thread about anything and say this is fat phobia and anti-blackness against dark-skinned women which is wild because if you just look at things that actually exist you don't have to go hunting for shit right you don't have to go yeah. making up shit you can find fat phobia somewhere on the internet there's somewhere on the internet with some nigga saying some terrible shit about fat people like you don't have to go into a thread and say, why aren't there any fat women here? You're eating salad. That's fat phobic. Like, <laughs> like I, 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 um, I was on this guy's um, web page and he's like one of those um, gun advocates for black people. Like, you know, black, I think he, he's not one of the bigger ones like Mosh Touré or those people. You know, he's a, he's a cool dude for the most part. I don't remember how I started following him. 
but uh, he's be putting guns in too much stuff. Like it doesn't even make sense. Like, like I understand. Okay, you know, uh, you got a you got a pro gun rally for black people. You know, uh, uh, self defense in the hood, whatever. But he'll be like, you know, tweeting about a movie, and he, he took a a picture with the gun next to the movie poster. Like, like come on, like I, I get it. You know, you can do something else and not have to tie it into guns every single post. Like, you know, he'll be like doing a cookout. He's got a Everybody gun. Everybody has a brand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that, okay, that gun doesn't have to be with you in every Yeah, it's the brand. Picture. That's the. Yeah. You're right. There's a lot of brands out there and people have to make. I mean, it's, it's everything. Like, you know, those like uh, black manosphere people, they got to find a way to blame everything on um, black women. So you got stuff like I, I was telling, I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody about, actually, what, what was I telling? Because I'm going to. Yeah, I, I was saying like if it's like a black manosphere person, uh, they'll be talking about how like uh, you know it'll be about a home ownership article, and they'll be like how black women ruin home ownership in the black community right after, <laughs> right after slavery or something, you know? You know, single motherhood because you know yeah, women so have just decided on purpose to become single mothers. Yeah, that was it, it was all a plot so they can get welfare checks. Yeah, if it's a, if it's a divester, it'd be like you know because because they tied their. Black women tied their fortunes to black men and black <laughs> men ain't, ain't worth nothing. So they don't got a house. But if black women got with a white man, they'd have a nice house. And that's what black ownership's down in the black community. So it was like something. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of thing. It's like, you know, whatever there's an agenda tied to something, if they can tie their agenda to it, they will. I was in a, um, <clears throat> this is the last time I'll ever do this to your point about leaving Twitter. Um, I was in spaces not too long ago. And mystic, mystic I will never one. get back in spaces. Yeah, that's, that's a really Oh toxic. my God. Well, I saw it was, I thought the topic would be interesting because oh, yes. I some was referencing. Topics, some of the topics are great. That's how they get you. But the people in them would be more. Yes. <laughs> so I, I got in this thing and it was, it was, it seemed like it was going to be interesting because it was about um, kind of like, they didn't say it didn't say I forgot what the title was but it was something about like like people who like fathers who are kind of in the street life and then the impact on their children and their families and that kind of thing right so okay let me just curious to see what it's gonna sound like I got in early so I was like oh let me just put myself in the speaker thing in case I think of something I want to say so um they're talking of course people start saying some ignorant shit I say I, I jump in and I point out the systemic issues that exist and things like that you had this somehow these black guys <clears throat> took what I was saying as some sort of an attack on black men. When I said that, <clears throat> I said one of the issues is that we that there, when it comes to um, spaces where children are, we don't have a lot of black men in those spaces. We have mostly women in those spaces. <clears throat> and I ask cap, black men being in the community, blah, blah, blah. Why are you, you trying to push for black men to take care of the people's kids? Like, What? I was pointing out, like, if you go to schools, mostly women. After school programs, mostly women. And and these are facts. Most social service programs, they hire mostly women. That's just a fact. But somehow I was lying and I was attacking black men. And it it, it was so bizarre, the things that they were saying. (laughs) Then it was like, I was talking about the limitations. I said, I work in the community. And there were the limitations that we've had trying to get um, young black children, young black youth into business online because they're still they're still they don't know business so you still have to teach them actual business and things like that versus trying to get money in the street life which is a lot faster and <clears throat> they were just talking all like no that's cap you can make a million dollars on your phone right now what are you talking about like oh yeah there's a there's a lot of armchair uh capitalists who just know and, you know like at least have a million dollars before you say but that and then anybody like, who's 
ever run an online business, whether they're successful or not, they know that's just not easy. It takes a lot yeah. of studying and learning. You have to learn business. You got to learn marketing. You got you to do a lot of trial and error. There's a lot <laughs> that goes into. And then on top of that, with certain things, technology change, your whole business can fall apart. So, for example, when Facebook, when they changed that whole thing about um, people being able to share their data, now you can choose when you share your data on like Facebook and things like that. Well, that hurt a lot of businesses. But people don't know that because they don't know business. They just on the Internet talking. It hurt a lot of businesses because that's how businesses were targeting their demographics was using those algorithms. So if but people could now choose to not share their data. Now it's harder for Facebook to target those same groups. So if you're a business that relied on mostly Facebook ads, you got fucked. It's over. But if you don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Those are things you have to know because you study business. But if you're an armchair capitalist and just on the internet pontificating, talking about everybody can make money, he, they said everybody wakes up at the same opportunity, which is already not true in itself. <laughs> like, that doesn't even make any sense how that's accurate. But this is what they say. But anyway, that was just my mistake of joining a, joining a Twitter space. And I said, I will never do that shit again. These guys just, <laughs> they can't, it was horrible. Yeah. One, one of the listeners asked, if we're going to talk about the Joe Button, Isaiah Rashad thing. And I was starved for a topic. So I tried to watch it and it wasn't terrible, but it was, I don't know. Pointless. It was, yeah, it can't. I mean, he was talking about stuff and he was just basically like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm bisexual or pansexual. And a credit to him. He, he, said, he said he was fluid or something. Actually fluid or, or, or whatever. And I don't know why, but. A lot of people be describing stuff, and I don't want anybody to come at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. A lot of people be describing stuff, and to me, it just sounds like, okay, that, that's bisexual. Like, I don't know what, but for some reason, I feel like there's something uncool about being bisexual. I don't know why. Like, I think people would rather be straight, gay, or something else. Like, fluid, pansexual, just queer, but something about bisexual, I don't know, maybe because they get a lot of grief from people. Like, like I know, like, a lot of um, gay people give them a hard time. A lot of straight people give them a hard time because straight people be like, um, you're not really bisexual. You're just gay in denial. Like, like, like the way I heard it for, from people, like, because even the gay community, they, they're kind of the redheaded headed stepchildren in the gay community. Like, like the way I understood it, a lot of gay people see a bisexual woman and, and they think, okay, you're just basically a straight woman in denial. And you're going to end up with a man later. So, you know, get out of here. Like, like you're a tourist, whatever. And then uh, with bisexual men, for whatever reason, most people say, okay, you're just gay in denial. Um, so I think they get a little bit more from the straight side. It's like, okay, sooner or later, you're just going to be gay. You're just in, in denial. And then, But for some reason, if you say one of these more new agey, hipper words, like pansexual or fluid or whatever, people just kind of... Uh, or just general queer, people kind of fuck with you more. So I just feel like people be searching for a way to not say bisexual because uh, bisexual just kind of triggers people for whatever reason. But what he described to me yeah, is like, I don't, bisexual. Yeah, I don't know. So this is one of those topics where I feel like I just stay in my lane because I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know why people describe themselves the way they describe them or any of that. But I have heard about people who were bisexual or have people who are bisexual or identify as bisexual um, I have I have heard them say that they get a lot of grief in uh, every community, and I'm you know I'm not surprised. I think people like boxes, whether we admit it or not, or not as people. Everybody claims they don't like being put. They don't. Nobody likes being put in a box themselves, but they love putting everybody else in a box. So I think for some people, it's like if you can't put, if I can't put you in this box in this category, and it doesn't 
fit the way I see the world, then, you know, I'm going to force you into it. <laughs> so I can see if you feel, you know, if you're bisexual or however you identify and it doesn't necessarily give you um, a box. I can definitely see that being a struggle for people. I don't quite understand all the definitions. I don't pretend to know. I don't pretend to understand. I just, you tell me what you are. I'll, I'm rolling. <laughs> that's yeah, just, yeah, that's yeah. all I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I don't even get into the nuances of it. None of that. What you want to call yourself, like I'm cool with, I guess the reason it bothered me in this case was we kept trying to define this stuff. And the definition wasn't making sense to me. Like, you know, he's talking about pansexual. And he's like, yeah, it just means like you're not really uh, straight or gay. You just whatever you're attracted to is whatever you're attracted to. I'm like, okay, but what options are there? Like, are you including goats? Like, like, like I don't understand. Like, if, the, if whatever you're attracted to is what you're attracted to, but the options are still a man or a woman, then you're still like, you know, gay or straight. Like, they were never telling me what the, it's whatever you're attracted to, what falls into the whatever besides a man or a woman. And I'm including like, you know, trans men and trans women in that. Like they weren't telling me what else that whatever you describe, uh, uh, whatever you, is whatever uh, fell into. Like do you get attracted to inanimate things? Like, you know, the deep. Again, I, I don't know. Was, I don't want to pretend like I know shit because I don't know shit. But I, from, I've asked some questions to people that are, that are a part of, you know, queer communities as they identify, right? From what I understand, it's it's saying that you're open, like you're open to men, women, and trans men. So cisgendered men and women, and transgendered men and women, or non-binary people, or people who are what they call gender fluid. So I think it's just more so like saying they they don't discriminate based off of sexual orientations or sexual. Um, transitions or whatever so that's the best that's all I can understand and I guess they feel like if you say you're gay or straight you're into a person who is cisgendered Uh, uh, if that makes sense well the way I I understand it if a trans man is considered a man and a trans woman is considered a woman um, gay or straight should cover those as well so but it doesn't cover non-binary or people who are fluid so I guess non-binary is the other thing that is kind of, yeah, okay, so I can see it. So I, I guess pansexual includes, in addition, non, non-binary. But I, I have a feeling that... They could just I just hate that. really sounding ignorant. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I hate, I, I don't want us just to like to sit here and talk about these things that none of us are any of those. So, because it just, it just sounds like, that's part of the reason I didn't watch the Joe Budden interview or really yeah. interview, any interview on topics like this because it gets into, especially when it's somebody like Joe Budden who identifies as a heterosexual male. Oh, wait, wait, and they I get thought, to... I, but the problem is, I guess this, this is what <laughs> happens. It comes like a game of telephone, right? Because the first mistake was watching people who couldn't really define things clearly and then try me trying to make sense out of it based on what they were saying. But yeah, he did say something about... Okay, so apparently he they're not... people. So he said something, but people weren't sure if he was joking or not. Oh, that's the worst. That's the Tyler the Creator stuff. Tyler the Creator stuff does stuff like that too, where he dances around stuff but never quite just says it. So then you don't know if he's trolling or not. Yeah, that's that's kind of annoying. Yeah, then it says, Howard, despite the clip going on, many people couldn't tell if former love and hip hop star was being serious when he said I'm bisexual. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he said, oh, I'm ready I'm not ready to share my personal journey. I'm not ready to let you guys into my world. 
Okay. So yeah, there's a that's that's annoying. Cause um Yeah. Only in <laughs> hip hop do niggas think that's cool. Yo, I heard you say something. You like do you like dick? Only in hip hop do niggas think that's not an intrusive question. Okay, that's not but- your place to pull me out of the closet. So I don't know if so this is my other thing. Sometimes I think I hate to say this, but I think some people do things like this just to, for attention and they might not be heterosexual at all, but it, I mean, um, homosexual, bisexual or anything. Like, well, I, I think that way a lot about things. Yeah. But. yeah. So I think sometimes people do these things just like, also Joe Budden gets a lot of flack for a lot of shit. So I would, I don't know if he's just saying that as a way to like cover himself from getting flack all the time. Like, Oh, if I can pretend to be something, will that make it easier for me in media i don't it know also gets me out of jail for any uh perceived ignorant things i could say because then i could say hey, that's you what don't i mean know. yeah that's what i mean yeah i have a feeling with tired the creator that was part of the reason because remember he used to always drop those f-bombs about gay people and it even reached the point where he started hurting his career because he got banned from places like england and he started realizing oh wait a minute eminem is white he can say this stuff but apparently i can't and then you know suddenly he starts shifting gears and is is like flower boy and all this stuff and i'm like i think this is a cynical um ploy yeah so i don't i don't know you know but the part of the reason why i didn't want to listen to the interview because i kind of don't like it when people have these kind of conversations and they just sit spend the whole time like trying to get this person to define something i, I just i never yeah. like that it just feels awkward it feels uncomfortable it's like dude honestly I, one i don't really care that much how he identifies it doesn't mean anything to me <clears throat> I already listened to his music. I wasn't going to not listen to his music regardless because of that. Like that wasn't something that's going to make me stop listening to his music. There was no, and, it, and for anyone who would stop listening to his music, there was nothing in that interview that was going to change their mind. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I just didn't was, get that, the point. That was what I felt like. It was just a, uh, like I didn't watch a full hour, but based on the first half hour, I wasn't seeing anything that made me think anything better was coming in the remaining half hour. And actually, this might be a good topic. Right. Yeah. The only reason I watched it is because a guest, a, a commenter, mentioned, "Are you going to talk about it?" And I was starved for topics, so I said, "Let me give this a try." And and I'm thinking this is a good topic about the idea of being a quote unquote content creator and the pressure to feel like you have to talk about things that are popping because they're popping. And there's a lot of things we don't talk about that are popping that people ask us to because they're because I'm just like I don't feel qualified to talk about that i did not do the research you know i not do the homework but i'd be getting invited to talk about stuff i don't know what it's about and i'll be saying stuff like um well i don't know anything about that topic and the person would be like i had people straight up tell me this i don't know shit about it either just just come on and bullshit and i was like no i don't want to do that and then yeah i don't like sounding stupid it's just one of those things if you guys notice i talk about the same shit all the time why because i only stick in lanes i actually know like i'm not gonna go delving into topics i don't have any understanding of unless i'm interviewing someone who is you know uh an expert in that topic. Like, I don't know shit about law, right? But if I'm going to talk about a law that's being passed 
and I haven't researched it, or maybe I have researched it, but I'm still not that knowledgeable, I'm going to hit up T or another lawyer or somebody that's going to come on and break things down. Like, I'm not going to talk about things that just because they're hot and I don't know what I'm talking about. That's one. Two, I don't like when content creators only hop on topics because they're hot, because then you can really hear how much they're just clout chasing or they're just chasing a trend. If what, it's not something... Uh, uh, no, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I would say, unless I come up with a way to come at that topic in a different way than everybody else is talking about it, I usually don't want to talk about it. Like, am I bringing up a point that nobody else is bringing up and is driving me nuts? Then I might talk about it. But I'm not going to just top on a topic just because it's popular. Yeah, what I was going to say is, like, I I feel like um, a lot of people know how to sound confident when they don't know what they're talking about. And I noticed for a lot of people, they will take someone who is uh bullshitting but with confidence um over someone who admittedly doesn't know about the topic but is being open about it and is asking questions and is like you know grappling in real time like you know they'll be like well i don't really understand what's going on but what i can tell what i wonder is you know does this even matter or why would somebody even ask this and they're like okay you're not making any point whatever but someone goes well i'll tell you what this means this means blah, you know, and it doesn't re- really mean that. But people, I think, just like the assurance. I mean, if, if you ever like work in a corporation, there's tons of people like that. People who just get promoted because they consistently have bad ideas confidently, you know, and those bad ideas be exactly. fucking up. But they say them like confidently. I started realizing like then, you know, you got to just be confident, even if you know what you're talking about. People will like defer to you, especially if you're like a white guy. You know, you can really go far like that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's also very interesting how in general, social, and this, is, this isn't just social media either. People tend to like it when you have a strong opinion on something. They don't like it when you have a nuanced opinion on something. Yeah. They consider that fence writing. So if I don't have a strong opinion on a topic, people will say, you just don't want to say blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's not that. I just can see how both sides of this conversation are relevant or I can see you know, how this conversation can also be confusing. I can also see why, you know what I'm saying? Like, or other things that I'm just not familiar with. Like, I don't know enough about certain topics to have a, 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 a opinion on one side or the other. And I'm okay with saying that. Like, well, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that they're completely wrong. So I'm not going to say that they're wrong. I don't necessarily think they're completely right. I'm not going to say that they're right. But people don't like that. They think yeah, that people, people don't want playing to both sides. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or, or they'll say stuff like, you're meandering. You're not making a point. You're a word salad. They'll, they have all this stuff. If it's anything, if it's anything short of just like you know, here's a good guy. Here's a bad guy. Here's what you should think. Uh, you know, then they don't really want to hear all that. You know, that's absolutely true. That's that's so true. And I, I I will say this, and this goes to something that I always think about, even in how we as black people in America or in any colonized land, really. one of the things that I always think about is how we have gotten into such a Eurocentric way of thinking that there's a wrong or right and you either suffer for being wrong or you're rewarded for being right. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. And I think those type of binaries is what a lot of us are operating in and not realizing that that, that we don't have to necessarily think in that way, but it's a way of thinking that we're so used to because it's all we talk. It's how our movies. That's how that's how our stories are told, right? That's how our movies are shown. Whereas if you read stories from all over the world, there's different 
it's that they tell that there's not always a good side and a bad side. <laughs> you know, there's different ways people tell stories. But we, for whatever reason, we only have this one way of looking at things. You know, it's good or bad, it's wrong or right, evil or not. You know what I mean? As opposed to, actually, there's reasons why. That's, and I think that's why a lot of discussions get lost when it comes to criminalization and things like that. Because we don't talk about prevention. We can't talk about prevention. If all we know is, oh, no, this is wrong. You did this wrong thing because you're a bad person versus these are circumstances that created this position where you made this unhealthy decision or this harmful decision or this hurtful decision. We don't look at it that way. We look at it like you're wrong because you're a bad person versus, oh, yeah. hey, we're noticing this pattern. People who come from impoverished neighborhoods, lack of resources, lack of opportunity are doing these things to try to survive and we've criminalized those things to survive. So go ahead. No, I was, was going to say a big thing that I hate lately is um, I get invited onto like these political shows and then I feel like political shows, they especially tune in because it's left wing one, it's a right wing one or it's a whatever. We want to hear, you know, why the home team's good, why the other team's bad. And I don't really talk like that, you know, and I started realizing, like, oh, I hate looking at the comments on these things. There's always people complaining he didn't make a point or he's meandering and what's he talking about, you know, because, you know, they just want you to have, like, a hot take. And, um, but it's like, there's times I think, like, you know, what if he just tried to come out the gate just sounding really, you know, confident and just whatever, but try to be nuanced at the same time. But I don't know if that really works. Like, I just feel like it would just be, I mean, I don't know. It, people are just getting more and more, I feel, aggressive as consumers with purveyors of opinion. Yes. And I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I used to just get way different type of feedback. The positive stuff, it'll just be like, hey, great episode. That's all they'll say, you know, but <laughs> it, it won't really be like, hey, I really like this part and I thought about it. There's a handful of followers who do that, but not a bunch. But, you know, there'll be people who, I've never heard of these people until they found the one thing they hate. And now they're giving me an essay. Like, you know, well, I can't believe you did this and that and that. And, you know, fuck you. And I'm going to unsubscribe. It's like, dude, it's like $5. Like, I'll, I'll live somehow. Like, you know, don't, don't, try, to hold me, don't try to hold me hostage. Like $5. $5 that you split. Yeah. <laughs> that you split. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Probably sharing the episode with like 100 people on Reddit and stuff like that. So, yeah, just calm. Yeah, when they bring up but the, the thing is, the threat people of unsubscribing, get... like, 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 just unsubscribe or subscribe, but don't, don't do that. <laughs> but you know, people want to make sure that you know that why they're subscribe unsubscribing because they want to make sure you know that you know you're losing an audience. But yeah. what's interesting is I don't think they realize like we say the stuff that we actually think. It's not really like we're saying, let's say the things the audience will like. Because if we do that, then we don't, we're not the champagne sharks. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're, like we're doing do what everybody sometimes. else does. <laughs> I feel like maybe we should do that sometimes, though, because I'm like, damn, like this other people are getting like way more followers and subscribers. And, you know, I'm like, like maybe we should just pick the same And their shows are day. dumb. Yeah, just, just, be, just start hating on the same person all the, I don't know. <laughs> we could do a show where we just hate on like people all day you know we could also do that but I think I, that I mean, a lot of times of, people accuse us of being that with like uh, black feminists but I really don't think we are I feel like we're like pretty fair uh, you know and we talk about other things besides that like we don't come in in fact that's why some people get mad at us because some people hear us bash like black feminists sometimes they think 
that we're just going to get on them for everything or they maybe think we're like uh, anti like uh, women, but then we'll take an anti manosphere side or something. And they'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they feel like betrayed, you know. <laughs> but what's interesting is I don't even think we attack black feminism as much as we attack particular people and particular viewpoints. Oh, I agree. So, if you, like, if you, on, if you look on Twitter, we just all, apparently all we do is bash black feminists. But I mean, I we we bash the ones that are a lot of loud mouths who say a lot of ridiculous shit. You, to me, it's like what if you can actually point out what we say that's just inaccurate? Then you know, and it's actually inaccurate. I'll I'll tell a point. You know, actually, we didn't think of that. Fine, whatever. But they don't actually point out things that are inaccurate. They just get mad. Like, like it's not like they're like, actually, this isn't true. This is what so and so said or did, and you completely missed that point. You know, that it, that doesn't happen. They just get upset. But you know, we can't create content and we can't have conversations that are real if we're trying to just cater to the audience that listens to us. And I think we have, and we have four people like, and we bring on other guests and we don't always agree. Me and Kenny disagree all the time, (laughs) you know? So you're getting different viewpoints on certain topics. I think there are certain principles that we all just typically share. And so maybe that's why, but I think that people get a pretty good, um, a pretty good mix of perspectives. You know, you know something that's kind of weird in media, in media as as well, right? Is um things that are summaries of other things, right? Like, for example, um the Isaiah Rashad thing. Tried to sit through an hour of it. I couldn't uh, sit through an hour, but when I googled it, what I found interesting was there was a whole bunch of sites and magazines that, like, for example, GQ.com had one that was like. Isaiah Rashad talked about a sex tape leak with Joe Button. And the article is just basically a summary of the um, Joe Button interview, the bottom being a link to the Joe Button interview. So I think they summarize it in like about eight paragraphs to give you a link to it. At which point I'm wondering why would you even want to listen to it after the summary anyway? But um, I'm like, okay, this is like just weird. that There's like a whole two pages of search results that are just magazines summarizing an episode of a podcast and i'm like everything's become a blog now like like blogs used to be like you read newspapers for the stories then the blogs gave you like either summaries or commentaries but this is almost worse than blogs usually commentaries actually yeah yeah yeah, because blogs used to add like you said the, the commentary to it this is more just a recap and i think that's kind of what's worsening the discourse too is that a lot of people aren't actually consuming stuff anymore they'll just read a Twitter thread or a recap on GQ or complex about the thing. And they start arguing um, the thing based on a tweet, a summary or a, or a recap. So then it's like a giant game of telephone where like a bunch of people who didn't see the thing are going off what another person. I mean, I did it today with the bisexual thing where I thought he said it was bisexual because I didn't want to sit through the actual episode for myself. And lo and behold, apparently he never, I mean, it's arguable whether he hinted at it and, you know, deliberately was vague to s- cause the confusion on purpose. But it, at the end of the day, he apparently never said the word bisexual. Yeah, I was Googling um, both when you had said what you were going to talk about and the Joe Budden thing a second ago about being uh, him possibly being bisexual. And it was funny because exactly what you said was all these articles summarizing these conversations on these podcasts. And what I found to be really interesting, though, is 
you have major publications like GQ who don't really, you would think, oh, they don't need to do that. But they do. So what they're doing, they're just following the regular internet formula of staying a bit, staying at the top of Google. So you put in topics that you know people are going to be searching. And <clears throat> because of that, you know, you're keeping your publication at the top of the queue. Because people are constantly going to be able to go to the topics that they're Googling. So, like, wh- like, why is GQ even talking about it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's this thing that I call, like, the Walgreens effect or the Dwayne Reed effect. Dwayne Reed is in only in New York, so I'll, I'll use Walgreens. I think Walgreens does this too. Plus, I think Walgreens bought Dwayne Reed. Oh, you have Walgreens out yeah, it's there. It's the right? same store. Okay. It's the same. Yeah, Walgreens and Dwayne Reed is the same store. Okay. Oh, wait, do they have Dwayne Reed's in LA? No. Okay. But but, I've been in New York and it's oh, the okay. same store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, yeah, they bought it now, so it's especially the same. But um, we used to go to Dwayne Reed slash Walgreens. I remember I went in there. And they had a coffee counter. And it's like a bootleg. Uh, it's like one of the big ones downtown. It's a bootleg Starbucks. Like, it has everything a Starbucks would have. Uh, type of muffins and pastries and whatever. And a counter. And they have, like, their fake Starbucks outfit. I don't know if they rolled back on this, if they still kept it. But they were they were starting to do this. And they had like, even a, a little name for it. And I was like, yo, you're all a drugstore. Why can't y'all just be a drugstore? Like, there's so many Starbucks. Like, this <laughs> thing where people just don't want to leave any corner unturned where they might be able to make money and no one wants to just be good at a lane and then you know i went to the food section and then there was uh sushi i'm like why are you making sushi walgreens, walgreens. Reed. like was anybody like really needing this like you know uh let sushi people do sushi and they had like a jerk chicken salad and i'm like okay this is not even smoked like jerk chicken you just put some jerk chicken powder seasoning, seasoning on, on it thing. like <laughs> like and and it's like what is the next thing that you're going to do? Like, you know, you can start fixing computers. What are you going to do? You have an internet cafe in here. Like, I just noticed businesses to start spreading their range for no reason and just be taking on extra stuff. I think, like, you're making enough money. Why do you feel the need to just do 50 things poorly instead of just because they're things? not making enough money? That's Maybe the problem. They're... Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. So, because they feel like you remember that all these, all these stores are competing with like Amazon. So, if you're buying now your granola bars in bulk from <laughs> Amazon, you probably not run to the store every you know every time on your lunch break to grab a granola bar. So I, I mean that's just an example. I don't really fucking know what's happening. I don't know. I haven't been studying CNBC to see what's been popping. But like I think about like Blockbuster, right? Like they were losing money, and I think this is even before Netflix came through or Redbox or whatever. Um, they were losing money. They hired a Walmart exec to take over Blockbuster. And what he did was he started to push snacks, <laughs> you see, know? See, but, but, but that's a perfect example, right? Because what he, did, what he tried to do was spread. But the reason why I left Blockbuster over Netflix was the main one thing that Blockbuster did, Netflix did, did better. And Blockbuster started trying to compete. And they said, hey, we're going to ship movies now, too. And we have an extra feature where um, you can interchange the the mailing thing with the in-person thing. So, like, they would mail you a movie, but if you wanted to not wait to mail it and send it back, you could bring the mailed movie into a physical blockbuster and swap it. So, on, so on paper, that was good, but they really sucked at the mailings. The mailings would take four or five days. Whereas, oh, wow. And Netflix was like two days. Yeah, Netflix was like two days. Like, like It was like one day for it to go and one day for it to come back. 
and I'm and I'm like, instead of adding snacks and gimmicks, just find a way to make the movies come faster. I think I think that's part of the problem. I think these people would be better off improving the one thing you're supposed to do instead of just letting the one thing still be inferior, but just add four other things to be inferior at. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, everything you're adding to it, you're not going to beat the real people at. Like, okay, so you're not making money as a drugstore. So you're adding subpar coffee, subpar sushi, subpar jerk chicken in the hopes that laziness will win out. Where the person will be like, I don't want to go to four places to get four things done well. I'm lazy. So I just take four half-ass things in one place and just call it a day. That's what they're kind of hoping on. And that's what I think these media companies are doing now. Like GQ, GQ should become a better men's magazine. Like used to be the top of men's fashion. <laughs> become a better men's magazine. Instead, they're talking about Joe Button and all this other stuff and trying to be know about hip hop, talk about prestige TV, talk about all this other shit instead of just being old school, top notch GQ. But they're not making money doing that. Like, he, like we, uh, we've all heard how horrible journalism is doing right now. And magazines are definitely doing bad right now. And they're trying to compete in this online space. And it's hard. You know, um, one of the, like, like I told you guys before, a long time ago, I had a hip-hop publication. We were doing well for what we were, but the competition was so hard because you're competing for clicks. And it's really, really hard because you have to be the first one to talk about something or talking about the things that are all trending. Otherwise, you won't even get in the algorithm. And so a lot of times people are just trying to compete for that. They're not paying. They're not hiring real journalists anymore because that costs money. So you're hiring some kid out of college who can barely write and they're just going to just copy whatever the fuck the top the hot topics are in fact um <clears throat> my business partner partner at the time was working for some of the top hip-hop publications and he was telling me that one of the things that they do is they have an rss feed and they look to see what those topics are and they literally would just copy all the ones that were trending <laughs> and they just followed all they got a feed of all the publications they would go on social media and they would just literally just copy what was already written and these are some of the top publications that were doing this. So it's something that's that they're doing because they really aren't making money like they used to because we're not subscribing to their magazines anymore. Nobody's buying magazine subscriptions like that. We don't have coffee tables full of magazines like we used to. Yeah. We're all going on our phones. Yeah, even the doctor's office don't really have magazines because I think they know everyone's going to be using their phones. So yeah, I noticed even the waiting, even the waiting rooms like the magazines are from like 2014 and shit. <laughs> like it's no facts. Stop. You just stop. Facts. I used to when I was a kid, you know, you sit there and you play the little highlights thing, yeah. you know, and I didn't understand I would always lose. I didn't understand that shit at all. I was a kid. I didn't understand that shit. Yeah. But I was trying my best, you know, trying to do the puzzles or whatever. Um, I don't even see I don't do they even have highlight anymore? Like <laughs> I mean if it does, it's probably like a website or or I iPad app or something. I I bet. Yeah, I'm sure it's not the physical old highlights for sure. Oh my yeah, god. Reader's digest have, and all that. But they still have highlights. God, I wish I had like the chops to make skits. If they still had highlights, can you imagine can you imagine what Goofus and Gallant would be now? Because Goofus, Goofus and Gallant, it would be it would be horrible. Like, you know, Gallant um, do you guys remember Goofus and Gallant? It used to be in highlights where they try to teach you manners. So there was Goofus, and Goofus would be like rude and crude, and then Gallant would show the right way to do things. But today, instead of like basic common sense like manners it would just be like weird obscure like woke stuff like goofus um <laughs> called her a female instead of a woman you know 
uh, everyone knows that's bad. Say, say woman, you know, and then it'll just be like all this stuff. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't the best example. But Oh, they got highlights.com. Got highlights.com. See what Goofus and Galant is now. Because I'm sure that's probably just like really weird. Yeah, yeah. Goofus now, Goofus now is probably like uh, saying stuff like, you know, it's not. This is the uh, wrong. Calling it a hard drive is ableist because not everyone can drive. It should have a different word. You know, it's something like just really bizarre. <laughs> Yo, I thought that was a real thing when you said that right now. <laughs> I mean, it's, someone's probably said it somewhere. I saw something where this girl was like, it's creepy to identify a baby's gender by their genitals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be, yeah, that would be something that what, what Goofus would definitely say. But it, Galant, will, Galant will just be say, doing stuff that's like, Really kind of tame before the Galant used to be really. It's like Goofus. I'm, I'm just mixing everything up. Galant is the woke one. It'd be woke Galant. Goofus is the one that used to be rude, but now Goofus would just be doing like normal stuff. Like, oh, that's a that's a pretty baby girl. You asshole! You know, <laughs> show like uh, Galant. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna get in trouble for this. Yeah, I'm trying. To, <laughs> yeah, don't get in trouble. Don't get us canceled. We we got Kenny for that. <laughs> Oh my God, Goofus and Galant has been around since like the 1940s. I didn't know that. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even know Highlight's been around that long. Damn. Probably, probably in the 1940s, it's probably stuff like, you know, uh, Galant's calling someone like, like the, uh, calling someone like the N word. And then Galant's like, that's Mr. N word, sir. You know, just be all like, <laughs> fucked up value. Bro, what's with all these journalists, these white women journalists saying we need to have an Emmett Till moment? Like, <laughs> I just seen another one today. Oh, I'm afraid to even ask what they're trying to say. Oh, oh, wait. Are they trying to say that? They, oh, I don't know. I don't even want to know. I do want to know, but based off of what happened in Texas, it's based off of what happened in Texas. With um, uh, they're saying that in order for there to be more gun control laws, America needs to have an awakening, and we need to do this similarly to <laughs> the Emmett Till moment of seeing Emmett Till's. Uh, open casket in the newspaper and um it's so that's a it's just i've only seen white female journalists saying this i don't know if a white male has said this but i've seen white female journalists saying that and i don't think they realize how fucking especially since the anti-lynching laws of the country yeah you haven't seen those statements uh, I, i've been i've been spending less time because uh, i took the app off my phone so oh. i want to go on to like talk about something like i came on to talk about top gun and then i got off so i missed like a lot of a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, you were so lucky. Oh, yeah. Top, wait, I never saw Top Gun the first time it came out. And I finally saw it. Like, you know, movies that everybody saw, but you just never got around to it. And you thought it was too late. And you just never remembered. I never remembered to go. I played Top Gun, the video game for Nintendo. And that was a dope game. But I never watched the movie. And I watched it. And it's like, um, like everyone talks about this volleyball scene. As being like you know the gayest thing, but I'm I'll argue it's not even the gayest thing with the movie at all. Like the volleyball scene was arguably just male sports. Like male sports always has a little bit of homoerotic thing to it. I'm talking about the everyday shit they were doing. Like like there's one guy like leaning into another guy during a, a security briefing, and one guy tells the other one, um, "This is making me hard." The other guy goes, "Don't tease me." I'm like, "What the fuck? What kind of security briefing is this?" Like, and then. This other dude has his arm all around Val Kilmer during the security briefing, like leaning in, and and, and um, they're all like looking at each other like longingly, and I'm like, this is just a really. And the woman in that movie is such a beard, like she's just there, 
so that's not just guys walking around in towels all day. Like, so she feels, you know what a beard is, right? Like when someone's gay and they have like a female partner to kind of uh, distract. Yeah, like the real, I think, like like when I saw Top Gun, this is what I saw when when I saw it, okay? There's a guy, he's in the closet and he's got the love of his life, which is Goose, and that's his partner. And then he loses the main love of his life and has to learn to get over it and get back in the air and find his destiny so that he's free to get with the new and true love of his life and open his room for love with Iceman. And the movie ends with him and Iceman facing off and they're now free to be together and they hug. All of a sudden, they just throw in the woman as an afterthought. The woman comes back. And I'm like, you guys just threw that in there, man. I bet you the movie originally ended with Iceman, Maverick, you know, finally being free to be together and then the tested too gay. And they brought Kenny McGillis back for like uh, reshoots and say, hey, uh, we're going to change this ending because it felt extremely tacked on. I, my dad actually took me with him to see that movie. And I just, I, damn, what was I like five or six when that came out? When did it come out? 84? Um, yeah, it sounds right. It was pretty old. Yeah, so I was like five years old when I came. I have no idea what my pops was thinking about when he took me to see that shit. But, you know, like a typical kid in a boring movie, I fell asleep. But, you know what I mean? Like, I, and I've never watched it again, nor had the inclination to. Uh, oh, 86. Way, it came out in 86. Okay. You should watch it because it's, it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's full of propaganda to death. But a lot of movies from the era were like Rocky Four and that shit. Like, it's uh, it's full of like, like America you know, propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Military propaganda. It makes, it makes, you know, being in the Air Force look like really cool. And... You know, like, if you're not really paying attention, uh, you won't notice, but all the fights are having, it's implied that it's America encroaching on another territory, <laughs> you know, like, but they're very subtle about it. But when you think about it, like, you're like, wait a minute, uh, technically, America is in someone else's airspace every time something else ha- happens. <laughs> like, like, it's very imperialistic, you know, but uh, if you watch it again, you'll see what I'm talking I'm, about. I think I... I feel like I saw it, like it came on TV or something with my dad. I, I couldn't tell you really anything about that movie. It's not even something I'd watch. <laughs> and I can see my dad only watching it for the action scenes. I'm guessing there's like a lot of plane flying. Yeah, there's some good action but scenes. I, Iron Eagle is by far a better, if oh, you want action. No, no, Iron Eagle was better, for sure. Yeah. 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 I like action. See, my thing about action movies is I like a good story to go with the action. I don't like action for the sake of action. And I know a lot of men just like to see things blow up. Me Look, personally, I like to see... is a good story as a gay romance. If you want to see a closeted gay man get over his first love and be free to be with a new love, yeah, that's that's it. Him and Val Kilmer had more chemistry than he and uh, Kelly McGillis. Like, yeah, so, I mean, it's there are a lot of times there's guys in towels for like no reason. yeah. Yeah, I, I just watched recently this really... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mario. I was going to say, I was just, I just saw this movie the other day. Quite possibly the most sexist movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's from 1960-something. And it was... But it wasn't sexist like, oh, this is sexist for the time. It was just a really fucked up movie. And it's a movie called How to Murder Your Wife. And I, I thought it was going to be a lighthearted comedy. And it was. But it was the most ridiculous shit I had ever seen. It was based on this guy who wanted to be a lifelong bachelor who got drunk and accidentally married this Italian chick who's hypersexual and doesn't speak English. Oh, um, is, this, is this Sophia Loren or... Uh, uh, um, I don't think it's her, but she kind of looks like her, though. She has those eyes like her. Is it Gina Lola Brigida? 
I don't I know, know her I, name. But she okay. was real pretty. Like she was a pretty like bombshell sixties white woman. And I, think I don't was, be thinking I, none I think, of them girls are pretty. I think she was Lola. She was actually pretty. I think she was Lola Brigadita. I think I've I think I've seen part of this movie. But I'm sorry, go go on. I'm gonna look it up. No, no, I was but it's just such a crazy because it was the whole like it starts off with like how this man was gonna be like he he was supposed to be a lifelong bachelor and he won he was going to a bachelor party for a guy who was about to get married and it was like a big sad occasion because all these men are like anti-marriage right and it was like a lot of these you know like rich white guys and uh second they find out this man they cancel the engagement they have this big party and they have this cake with a woman in it and she pops out somehow this mother the, the lead character gets oh crap i just realized like something. infatuated i just realized but, i searched how to murder your wife but i forgot to add movie so now oh no on some watch list yeah you gotta put film yeah if anything happens to my wife you definitely don't want your wife to accidentally catch that on the browser either yeah oh your wife looking up how to how your wife like how to make this new recipe and then how to murder your wife comes up oh man Mm, she she just walked by when i said i just googled how to murder your wife and i saw (laughs) (laughs) she can't hear the other side of the conversation so she's yeah exactly um I'm trying to ask, Jack Lemon is in it, and the girl's name is Verna Lisi. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen this. I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, I, this I, I, I'm thinking of divorce American style or something. Yeah, forget it. But the thing that tripped me out is like, so this guy has this butler, and the butler is like adamant that he doesn't work for married couples. He just, he's only working for single men. And I was just like, why is he so obsessed with this guy not being married? Like the whole time, he's just like. And, he, and he's like loving the fact that he's uh, in service uh, to this bachelor. Uh, what the hell is going on over there now? You talking to your these sirens? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> 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 Yo, I was trying to mute the mic right after I said <laughs> Yo, ever since somebody called me out once on the YouTube Live, I always crack up about that. Because I was on YouTube Live and at the time, you know, the sun was going down so you could see the sun shining through the curtains. And you can see the bars on my window. And somebody was like, it really is in South Central. Look at those bars <laughs> I think that on was me. Let me. I think that might have been No, me. it was somebody in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.